0: Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Lifestyle Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Reese, and today marks the final episode of season one. Now when I look back on where I started and how this podcast has progressed I honestly can't help but feel grateful. You guys have given me so much love and so much support and I'm just really you know I'm just really thankful that you welcome me into your cars and on your phones and tablets and I go with you on runs and walks. I even had one listener share with me that she listens to me while cutting her grass so that was pretty awesome. I'm just really grateful for the time that you share with me and for, you know, all the dialogue that I get to have with you outside of this. I know we don't get dialogue so much in podcasts, but I do get a chance to dialogue with those of you who reach out to me through Facebook or Instagram or through my website. And so, you know, when I was thinking about what I was going to do today for the final episode of season one, I contemplated doing another interview. And then I thought, no, this, this wrap up uh, for season one is going to be intentional and it's going to be me asking, answering rather the questions that you guys have asked since I've started on this journey. And I think it's a great segue into our next season. Um, and, and so I've taken the top three questions that you guys have asked, you know, and I've chosen them for a few reasons. So I've chosen these three questions because A, they were asked more than once B I just know when answering them, there's going to be some really great golden nuggets in there that you guys are going to be able to take with you and and, and put right into action. And C, I think it's great to allow you to get to know me a little bit better. And if you're new to this podcast, it will also give you a better sense of some of the things that we talk about. So if you're ready, because I'm ready, let's just jump right into this. So when I took a look at all the questions and I, and just as a, you know, I pulled these from Facebook and Instagram polls that I've done and through questions that you've left me on my website and emailed me, and even just in general conversations from the people that I get a chance to see and speak with, that's how I sort of pulled these three questions. So question number one was, how do you do it? How do you balance business, family, personal time, teaching, podcasting? Well, the truth is I don't. And here's why. For those of you who have heard me speak about this before, I don't like using the word balance because in my mind, the minute, you know, the minute I hear it, Uh, I think of having to weigh one thing against the other. And so immediately I start thinking that the amount of time I have to give to my business should be the same amount of time that I give to my family and to my health. And I understand that thought process and I think it's logical and it's rational to think that way, but I just personally have never found a way to split that pie into equal sections. And so I started leaning towards the word harmony, which feels a little bit better to me. I recognize that, you know, to people looking in, it does look like I do it all and I have it all. And, you know, that might be true from my perspective, but here's the secret to all of that. I only have and do what matters to me. I learned a long time ago that good leadership is about learning to say no just as much as it is saying yes to things. So if I'm going to be saying yes to, you know, hanging out at my kid's soccer game or watching them in the school play or attending an event, then I'm saying no to something else in order to make that happen. So for me, it's about choice and every day I believe we have a choice of what to say yes and no to. Now part of us, you know, part of the ability for us to be able to make that choice is really about getting to know what's important to us. So, every day I try to remain very conscious about what is important to me and where I want to spend my time and what things are going to get me closer to my goals. And so that's sort of, you know, part one of the answer to that question. The second part is that I've just learned, you know, how to be better with my time. Now, what I mean by that is this, I am strategic about the things that I choose to do and how I do them. Now, when I acquired my business and my role was changing, I knew I wasn't going to be able to do the thing, you know, the things that I had done in the past. I wasn't going to be able to teach the same way I did before. You know, right now my schedule just doesn't allow me to commit to those things and definitely doesn't allow me to commit to a lot of those things so far down the road in the future. So I started looking for ways that I could, you know, teach entrepreneurs, real estate entrepreneurs outside of the classroom. I looked at doing online courses and video training and podcasts. And for obvious reasons, I ended up choosing podcasts, but here's why. When I started looking at, you know, all of the different modalities that I could utilize and all the different tools I could bring in to, you know, help me achieve my goals. I found that for me, podcasts was the most accessible for me. I didn't have to worry about whether my hair was done or my makeup is done. And that's important to me because when I'm not out visiting my offices and and taking meetings, I'm working from my home office, which usually means that I'm not, you know, having my hair all done and my makeup all done. And so having that flexibility, which podcasts gave me, ensured that, you know, I was going to be able to explore this wholeheartedly and, the chances were greater that I was going to stay committed to it. So if it looks like I'm balancing it all, there's the reasons why it's about choice and knowing that things aren't really going to be balanced and equal. And that when I'm engaged in something, I do my very, very best to be fully present there. doesn't mean I'm perfect. You know, I'm, There are times that I admittedly, you know, tune out and start returning emails when I should be listening to my family or my kids. Um, But it's about the intention of being mindful and always looking to improve all of that. I also learned how to lessen the amount of multitasking that I do. There was a good period of time there that I became very, very good at juggling things. And I used to wear that like as a badge of honor. And until I realized that it only takes one ball to drop. And before you realize that that's just not sustainable, at least not for me, I just couldn't uh, sustain that, that energy output and that constant speed and being on all the time. Um and so I I I started slowing things down a little bit. And when I did that, I did that mindfully. And so now I'm really consciously choosing what I say yes and no to, which turns out that I actually accomplish more and I feel better about it because I'm choosing things that are important to me and I'm taking my time and I'm enjoying what I'm doing. So, balance no, harmony yes. And being mindful of what we say yes and no to are really sort of the, the three principles that guide how I operate and potentially why it looks like I have it all and do it all. Um, because I can tell you, I don't. So really that last piece of being mindful of what I say yes and no to is really key there. All right. Question number two, you talk about being multi-passionate. What does that mean? And how does it help you in your business? Well, it's funny because I actually didn't really know what multi-passionate meant up until a few years ago when I stumbled upon it. Actually, it was, um, the term I heard was multi-potentialite and it was, um, from a TEDx talk that I heard from, uh, Emily, her first name was Emily and I can't remember her last name, but, um, it was all about, um, you know, being this, this, uh, multi-potentialite person. And then I started you know, it resonated with me and then I started learning more about it. And that's when I started coming across the term multi-passionate and what it actually means. And so for me, I just kind of interpret that as another, it's another way of saying jack of all trades, which I've, I've, you know, used to characterize myself, uh, for the longest time. Growing up, I was one of those Kids that didn't really have a single focus. Like, if you asked me what I wanted to be, I could tell you I wanted to be a singer, a writer, a teacher, and I had all these things. Where I had friends who identified themselves by their what they were up to so they were dancers or figure skaters or piano players and when you asked them what they wanted to be it was like that's what they wanted to be and I just I never had that title to give to myself I dabbled in a lot of things but I never really specialized in any of those things and so I just always focused on exploring um and looking what interested me. And sometimes that would mean that I would stick with it. And sometimes it meant that I didn't. And as I got older, I continued to operate that way. You know, I think I shared this in the very first episode of this podcast that, you know, I wanted to teach and so I got my ECE certificate and worked at a Montessori school. And that was really fulfilling and fun until it wasn't. And then I decided to make a career change. Then I wanted to learn accounting basics. So I went back to school to get a small business management diploma. Then I wanted to explore whether medicine was right for me. So I went back to university and I got a pre med degree in kinesiology. And so to answer the question, Uh, that second part there, which was how does, how has it helped me? Honestly, I can tell you for the longest time, I didn't think it did. I felt like I was judged because it looked like I wasn't committing to anything. And I can see, you know, now how that would have appeared to people looking in. But I really just didn't know any other way of being and I just knew that I had to follow what interested me and in doing so that really has allowed me to create my path and find more things that I love. And it's funny because I had in one of the podcast interviews that I did with Laura Franklin which was entitled do what you love, that's really what it was about and I think that's why Laura and I connected so so well when we first met was that, that whole multi-passionate, uh, part we, we, you know, had in common. And so she talked a lot about, you know, what, how she did what she loved and that's how it brought her to where she was today. And so, you know, I just, I just know that I wasn't blessed with knowing what I wanted to do or who I wanted to be, at least not one thing. And so I just learned to follow my interests today. Now I think it's one of my greatest assets. I'm competent in a lot of things, which, you know, it helps me in a number of ways. It helps me to relate to people better, to look at situations from a different perspective, just because of, you know, the different types of training that I have. And it also helps me help other people. Um, you know, the funny thing is in my, in my circle, in my tribe, people know that they can come to me with a question about anything. And if I don't know the answer then I'm going to, I'm going to definitely have somebody that will be able to give them that answer and, and redirect them. And so that I couldn't be that person for the people around me if I didn't have all these passions and I didn't follow, you know, all the multiple interests that I have. So multi-passionate is simply just somebody who enjoys doing a lot of different things. And for me, you know, the focus is really about being able to bring those skills and passions with me wherever I go. And that's, that's really, you know, what I've learned in the latter part of my adult life here is, is, you know, it's great to be good at something, but I felt like, um, a collector at some points. And so now I'm, I'm really being more aware of how I can bring these skills and passions with me to help. Uh, other people and to have it tie into my greater vision and purpose that I talked about in question number one. So that answers the second question, um, which brings us then to our last question. Now, this one came as a result of some recent workshops that I've been doing and through messages you guys have left me on my social media and things that you've, you know, asked me while we are at these workshops, I thought this one was a great one to bring forward. And the question was this, you recently did a workshop that introduced the feel good business plan. And in that you talked about how we should connect to a greater purpose and vision in our business. What is your greater purpose and vision? And actually, as I read that question, I realize that when in answering the previous one, I think I alluded to it as my first question. I'm all confused, but <laughs> I'm trying to keep it all straight here, guys. But, um, so what, uh, what do I mean when I talk about, you know, purpose and vision and and what is my greater purpose and vision so here's why I love this question it's one that I've given a lot of thought to over the years and as it stands right now today I can honestly say I just want people to be happy I want people to take a step back from their business and their lives and assess what's important to them Guys, I've been doing, you know, what I do in an industry that is very challenging for a lot of years. And in my 20 plus years of helping entrepreneurs and watching them grow at all different ages and stages of their lives, I've seen too many people operate and not know why they do the things that they do. And I know how easy it is to fall into that sheep herd mentality where we follow the crowd and do things in our business because, you know, someone told us that it was right or good without really giving any thought to whether or not it's right and good for us. I really want people to recognize that, you know, when you are setting an income goal or designing your business plan, that those numbers are great and those targets are fantastic But there has to be a greater why behind it. Now, I'm not sure if any of you have read um, Simon Sinek's book. Um, It starts with why. I think that's the exact title of it. But he talks about the physiology, biology of the brain and how we have an area of our brain that um, is responsible for emotions and an area of the brain that's responsible for more that logical, rational thought and how when they look at what drives people to you know make decisions to stay committed to things to to really enjoy and and stay committed to their life that it was the emotional limbic part of the brain that had the greatest impact and so having a connection to your why that now works alongside these numbers and targets that you have is only going to help to make sure that you propel your business forward. And that's really the essence of, of what, what I do when I, uh, you know, host the, the feel good business plan is looking at the why. And for some people, they haven't really given much thought to it. And for some people they, they know, but they're just not connected to it. And so for me, I love getting people together and having them, you know, have these little aha light, light bulb moments um, where they really truly feel again that connection piece to why they're doing what they're doing. Um, I also want to, you know, help you guys realize that you um, shouldn't be serving your business, that your business is there to serve you. I've seen this one, which kind of ties into another part of my vision and, and purpose, um, is to see how all aspects of our life impact our business and that pursuit for success. Now I, I, in my, when I do my workshops, I share a story of somebody that, um, I personally witnessed, you know, be at the top of, of their caliber and ranking of success. If you look at award levels and production and just the business growth that they achieved was just phenomenal. Um, and how in a blink of an eye, all of that changed when their health all of a sudden took a toll for the worse and out of the blue, like we weren't talking, um, you know, about cancer or it was the body shutting down, um, because of the, um, you know, the speed at which this person was operating at for so long and, and neglecting themselves. And so I really want people to see how the business is there to serve you and your greater vision and purpose and how everything we do in our life impacts our business and impacts our ability to pursue our success whatever that looks like and i think it was sachin patel in in um, the well wealthy versus wealthy episode that i did um, where he described it so beautifully where he talked about how you know when you're when your health is at a 7 you're you know, your business is going to be capped out at a seven, your relationships are going to be capped out at a seven, because you need to have all different parts of your life work together. And when one area is being strained, the other ones are trying to compensate. And so you're not able to really deliver and build, um, you know, a fruitful tree, um, that it's important to take care of everything that supports everything that we do. That trunk of the tree is, is, Um, Important. And so that's what I want for people. You know, I want people to see that. I want people to realize the why behind why they're doing what they're doing. I want people to find the true richness in life and enjoy the freedom and flexibility that I know entrepreneurship can offer. Now, when I say that, I always get the comment from people, well, oh, so you're saying it's going to be easy? No. Absolutely not. I don't mean that there's never going to be tough times or sacrifices that you're going to have to make. You will, but if we can remain more connected to the why behind what we do and we're intentional with our actions and we're utilizing one of the greatest commodities we have, which is our time, instead of throwing it away every day, like we do doing mindless things, I want for everybody to be mindful and intentional and connected. Um, There is no money in the world that's going to save us from disease or divorce or heartache or illnesses. And I love this quote. It says, we are all walking each other home. And for me, it's in that walk, what I want people to feel. And I want people, including myself, to feel purposeful, supported, connected, and valued. And all of that starts with us. It all starts with how we operate, how we think, how we look at our lives. And when we can appreciate and value and support ourselves in that way, then we're better able to help other people along in their journeys. So yes, I operate a business and yes, I have goals and targets that I need to reach, but being able to share my vision with people who are ready and willing to listen, like in these podcasts and at the interactions that I get with, you know, people at my speaking events or, you know, through my written, written work to be able to do all of that is my way of influencing the change that I want to see in the world. So that was a very long way of answering the greater purpose and vision of what I, what I have. And I really, really love that question. So thank you guys for asking it because I know I preach about passion and purpose and creating purpose-driven businesses, but I'm just like you. I sometimes get caught on the hamster wheel and I forget my why. So, you know, it's important for me and it's always nice to have a chance to be reminded of that and revisit that now. One thing that I love about these podcasts is that I get a chance to feed that lifelong learner that's inside of me. I get to write content, which then helps me to create things for my website, for social, um, submitting to, you know, publications like Forbes. And I get to have the best conversations with people about how they create purpose-driven businesses and lives. I've had some really awesome interviews on here. And so if you haven't checked them all out yet, go do it. You have about two weeks until season two goes live again. So there's plenty of time to get caught up and excited for what's in store. Now, before I let you go, I want to encourage you to share your feedback with me. I recognize that some of you are new to podcasting and I'm so flattered that you've chosen to tune into mine. And I know that you're probably listening from my website and then there's some of you who are pros and have your favorite uh, podcast app that you tune into, but regardless of where you listen from, I would love if you could take some time to send me a review of course, if you do it on iTunes, it does help with the ranking of the podcast, and it helps other people find the podcast. So if you know how to do that, go and do it there. And if you don't, and you want to learn, reach out to me. Um, you can leave me a message or a comment on my website at Um, But whatever it is that's easiest for you, I, I just really want your feedback. I want you to tell me what you loved about, you know, some of the episodes that I've shared. I want you to share with me what topics you want to learn more about for season two. This podcast is here for you. And I really just want to make sure that I continue to bring you more of what you love. So that is all I have for now. I know I'm going to be busy over the next two weeks, prepping for a bunch of things outside of working on this podcast and and you know analyzing the feedback and the data and making sure that it's going in the direction that I want it to go. I'm also going to be working really uh, hard on um, preparing for my company awards and my holiday galas and all the festivities that happen in in December. So. I'm, uh, I'm going to be busy doing all of that. I'm sure you guys will be busy as well, but I am looking so forward to meeting you guys back here. Same time and place for season two of the lifestyle entrepreneur podcast. So stay well and happy. Bye for now.